0: Recorded live, high above planet Earth, inside an abandoned moon base, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Slaughter Film.
1: The animals. I am Corey, the kids aren't alright car, and I'm accompanied as always by Forrest, killing your kids is alright with God, Taylor, and this is Slaughter Film, the weekly podcast devoted to reviewing the films that are legendary, even in hell.
2: That's right, and we're still in the first month of the new year technically, so it's a new year, and we talk about New Year's, we talk about the new overcoming the old, so what better way to talk about that than... Is a
1: new year like embodied by like a baby? It is, yeah, so... (laughs) Why not talk about movies where
2: kids are killing adults? <laughs> <laughs> Followed and shortly by adults killing, killing kids. Killing kids, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, We are both doing movies about killer kids, and we are both doing movies by Troma. Uh, yes. I am doing Troma's infamous Beware Children at Play. Which I said is my least favorite trauma film, but that's not true. I forgot about something, so it's okay. not, not my least favorite <laughs> trauma film. Okay. And Corey is doing the children.
1: Yeah, another uh, trauma pr- or, uh, distributed film. Yes, anyway. yeah, they're both
2: distributed. They weren't actually made by trauma, but still. although it's the you, you couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And if any of you are listening to this wondering, but wait a minute, you promised something. Just, just give me a minute here <laughs> it right. was a unforeseen scheduling conflict yes but it's tough it's we're all,
2: happening we're all adults here we all got our own schedules and everything yeah, you know
1: so <laughs> it'll it'll happen yeah yeah very
2: soon okay good
1: I, I think you know even though it's would have been very doable to follow it up the next week with that sexy vampire thing. Sure. I think that we guaranteed it. We jinxed ourselves, because that's we, how reality works. We might have. We,
2: <laughs> we shouldn't make any guarantees ever. It'll happen sometime. <laughs> so there you go. It'll happen at some point. Right. Oh, man. So, uh, I don't know. What, what have you done this past week? Well, probably the biggest news we should talk about is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, Which was... It was definitely a wrestling show. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of any of the um, matches. Yeah. I like the ladies' rumble. The ladies' rumble, it was, from what I saw,
1: the most entertaining
2: part. Yeah. The ending was kind of predictable. That's about the only complaint that I really have. Of the, the ladies' rumble? Yeah. Yeah. Of, what's her name, Lana coming out injured and then... Becky Lynch just yeah. kind of taking her place Once you winning. see Becky Lynch
1: appear you, It's telegraphed
2: you yeah. gonna yeah. <laughs> um, The men's rumble wasn't as good um, <laughs> Although I like that uh, Seth Rollins won Okay. Because in the end, it was Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman, and I was like, "It's gonna be Braun." It's Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's gonna be Braun versus Lesnar. It's gonna be big guys bigging. But then no, it was Seth Rollins. So. so it's
1: gonna be Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Yeah,
2: which I'm I'm more and okay with we that.
1: Probably saw that at one point or another. Yeah, but. I'm
2: sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean,
1: some of the matches. Uh, what was it? The first ladies match. Yeah. Was pretty good. Yeah. But then I don't know. I could. Didn't really care, <laughs> some of the other ones. but then the the big ones, Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, there was a lot of people, at least that I saw on Twitter talking about like it was a great match and this that and the other. Really, and I thought it was butchy. It was sloppy as it shit. It was like yeah, it was like they were rehearsing for the event. Yeah, yeah, that's a really you know, good. All the moves. They happened, like, in slow motion, and then there were certain things that were, like, literally sloppy, where there was bumbling. Right. And, uh, you know, if this was, like, a real competition, some bumbling might occur (laughs) in real life. Sure, sure. Uh, But if that's what they were going
2: for, it just looked bad. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it looked really sloppy and really poorly executed, so I don't know what people are talking about, how it's great. cheeks. (laughs) Uh, I'm just on the totally different page of that, because that was my... Probably my least favorite match of yeah. all the matches.
1: By the way, check out the uh, <laughs> Slaughterfilm Twitter handle for all of the wrestling is butt cheeks <laughs> updates.
3: Yes!
2: Oh, <laughs> which um, I didn't tweet too much during the event, but this is why I'm not a writer for wrestling. So the one rest, the one woman's wrestler, I can't remember what her name is now. Hit under the ring. Oh yeah, though. And. I thought they were going to do some something with that. But all, all that happens is she got chased by Hornschwaggle. Yeah. And Hornschwaggle became... Little leprechaun rapist. Leprechaun <laughs> rapist. So... Uh, <laughs> but you know what saw that coming? Yeah. He was just under there the whole time. Yes. Because that's where you go. That's where you go. Under the ring is just a magical void, as right. we said. Um, but anyway, <laughs> during the men's rumble... A male wrestler went under the ring and hid. Oh, okay. Now, if I was a wrestling writer, at some point, a lady hornswoggle would have popped up and started chasing him
1: around. <laughs> that didn't happen. Or if happened. this was like 20 years ago, it would have been gold dust. you right.
2: <laughs> right, right. So that didn't happen. All happened is he got pulled out of the ring and, throw, and thrown back in and uh, everything. Okay. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to have two wrestlers high in the ring, yeah. do something Do something different. Don't hilarious. rip off the same event. Yeah, Jesus right. <laughs> so uh, that's all I could think about with this now. It was, it was pretty standard. Yeah. Um, there were some really awesome spots during the Women's Rumble. Yeah. Uh, there, there were two women save themselves type thing. One which is, was fucking amazing. The woman that walked on her hands and then oh yeah, Crawl <laughs> like one back Kofi or Yeah, like. crawled backwards up the pole. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Kofi did, saved himself, and he fucked up, because like, he, he fell, and clearly both feet touched the ground, but he acted like one foot was up the whole time, um, and it was cool. He, him saving himself was pretty impressive. But yeah, it,
1: it becomes like this part, this annual thing that you yeah, expect
2: now. but now that I saw that other, that, that woman do that thing, that I, I just wasn't impressed by what he did, you know, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: And uh, to you sharp-eyed wrestling fans,
2: you witnessed the censorship of a nip slip. <laughs> oh yeah, so this is—is uh, is it has it been confirmed? That's what happened. I can only assume. So yeah, during the um, <laughs> uh, who was it? It was Becky Lynch versus. Um,
1: good question.
2: Wasn't trying to blank. It, There, there was alcohol involved. It wasn't Charlotte, was it? No. Darn. Uh, who the fuck was it? I'll Google it. Ah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> during that match with Becky Lynch, there there was a body slam, and all of a sudden the camera cut to black. And we thought that the, it fucked up. Yeah, there was like a feed or yeah. someone, someone bumbling unplugged right. the camera or something. Right, but then it came back, and Becky Lynch was adjusting her top. And it leads us to believe that there may have been a wardrobe malfunction, which I'm really surprised that doesn't happen more often. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're not wearing... Well, well, I mean,
1: I I should say, most of the time they're not wearing something skimpy like the olden days. Yeah. But still, I mean, if a woman is
2: remotely well-endowed,
1: there's just thin fabric holding them damn things in. I mean, there's nothing stopping, uh, you know.
2: Um, To quote Mystery Science Theater, at this point, we're merely relying on the integrity of the fabric here. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Oh, man. Did you uh, find out who it was. All the news I'm finding, I need to find the lineup. <laughs> oh, whatever. Because
1: all the news I'm getting is this: that she took
2: over. Oh, Oscar. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, I'm I'm a dummy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we should have remembered that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. I don't know. Anything else to add about the Rumble?
1: Uh, I left early. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so that'll segue into this. So I left early. I missed the men's Rumble. Yeah. Because. I don't know, like an hour before the event begins. Uh huh. Um, I'll tell two separate stories. The first about uh, I I was running down the stairs, and I slipped. and And you regular listeners know that, like at the beginning of December, I hurt my foot. did just yeah. a little bit of work. Yep. So my foot slips off the bottom of the stairs oh, and my foot turns the way like if you were to roll your ankle.
2: Yeah, oh, I And hate so that.
1: I didn't hurt my ankle, but all the weight came down on the side of my foot and I fractured oh my god. <laughs> uh the bone that's like in the foot attached to your little baby toe. Oh, okay. So I got I stood up immediately and I was just like, "Oh, um, you know, cuz like Yeah. I I didn't feel anything like break or whatever but as soon as i put weight on it it was like i'm going to hit somebody oh <laughs> what the fuck just happened yeah. oh, you know oh, i turned God. into like the hulk right. or whatever <laughs> and uh but so this is unfortunate and weird but yet i feel like only i would have a foot injury that i would have to explain to my boss 1 month after having a foot I- it's the same foot <laughs> 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 like of course oh. it is of course it is so yeah. um yeah. Uh, when I set my phone, I'll show you I got some x-rays, x-rays. here. X-rays.
2: Oh jeez. So uh,
1: uh which one's the better one? Uh, yeah. So it lo- even looks like there's like a, a goof on the the
2: image? Oh yeah. Because it's like oh jeez. But that's the bone. <laughs> that's pretty fucked. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, funny, man. funny
1: too because if you uh see like at I, I doctored one of the x-rays to highlight my old injury
2: oh my god (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know what the fuck's going on maybe i'm got old bones or something Uh, (laughs) just unlucky i mean that's that's fucked which is
1: weird too because you know i've always been pretty active and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i guess you know it's you can't go on forever. you know. Yeah, I, I've yeah. never broken a bone completely. These are still just fractures or whatever. right? Uh, I've never needed stitches, fortunately. You know what I mean? I've, I've had a pretty good run. It's just yeah. weird that they're both together a yeah. month apart. That's... But maybe that's also a good thing. Get it out of the way. There you go. Instead of having an injury and then two years later an injury, i oh, just bam...
2: Yeah, hey. Um, yeah, I'm wondering when it's gonna happen to me because I'm the same way. <laughs> right. I've, I've never broken a bone. I've never needed surgery. Uh, I still have my tonsils. I still have my appendix. You yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> like, I've got all that. Yeah, stuff Yeah. So sooner or later, because yeah, like you said, you can't live forever. So <laughs> it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are gonna be somewhere just lightning's in a strike or something. <laughs>
1: right. So this is uh, the other story related to that, slightly more personal, not personal to me, but I guess more real life. Uh, So, like, where I live, all my neighbors are really quiet Okay And I like that And if they see me sure. mowing the lawn or whatever, they wave
3: and,
2: Okay, that's know, nice like,
1: <laughs> Except for one neighbor Oh, God, yeah Who mostly keeps to himself, but <laughs> He should not live anywhere where there's other people <laughs> You know? All right And it's not even so much him, necessarily But when he has guests over, they're loud And they're just all drunk people no, You sure, know what I sure, mean? Yeah. It's like... They're the the white trash on the block. Sure, yeah. yeah. And so um, the reason I even went down the stairs the way I did was because one of their inebriated friends (laughs) mistook my house for his, which this is like the fourth or fifth time this has happened. The houses don't look the same. They're different colors. Right. You know, but whatever. (laughs) But so uh, apparently he is expected So when he knocked on the door... If you knock on my door and I'm not expecting you, I just ignore it. Yeah. He's expecting someone to come to the door, so he keeps knocking... And then he's ringing the doorbell, and then he's like kicking the door because he's hammered. Oh my God. So he's God. kicking the door, ringing the doorbell, not just once or twice, but ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, like I would oh, fucking with somebody, you know? Right, yeah. Huh. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, that's it. And I run down the stairs, and then that happened. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I stood up and felt pain, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And uh, you can always tell when someone <laughs> has had legal trouble in their past. Oh boy. Because uh, they keep usually keep company with similar people and then sure. they joke about it so soon as I open the door he's so drunk he doesn't recognize that I'm not his friend Yeah, and says open up it's the sheriff's department ah. oh my god! because these people have sheriffs coming after him sure yeah that, that's a common my whole joke. block is totally fine
2: <laughs> except for this one guy yeah.
1: yeah and so I grabbed him with like both hands by his coat and I'm like you're looking for the house next door and I yelled a bunch of other shit and they just pushed him back you know <laughs> But, like, it's the same guy. Like, fucking learn what the house looks like that you're going to. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm going over to Forest. I guess I'll just fucking pick a house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll open up. Right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's entertaining. Always got to keep the front door locked. You know, because someone just might walk in and be confused and then yeah. wonder why I'd move this fucking other guy's house around.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a magician playing tricks or something. Right, right. Holy shit. It's, the funny thing is not just the fact that it happened, but that it's happened so many times. It's the same guy. <laughs>
1: Next time, especially when I know it's him, I'm just going to call the cops and let them do
2: it. Oh, my God. Either
1: in the time the cops show up, he'll figure it out and leave, or they'll just cart him away. Yeah. We're, you know, maybe he's drunk in public trying to get into somebody's house. That's enough to, you know, put them away for the night at least. Yeah, and yeah. Then maybe then it'll sink in. It's possible, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, we've talked about the weather a handful of times. Sure. You know, right now it's winter, it's cold. It's, well, I, actually, on the news this upcoming week we're supposed to have, like, super bone-chilling It's going to be,
2: like, bitterly cold. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Like, I
1: won't say it hasn't crossed my mind that I just knock them in the head and throw them in a thro- <laughs> snowdrift. <laughs> He'll just, you know, unthaw in the spring with the flowers. <laughs> I don't know. He was drunk. He fell. He hit his head. Who knows? It's plausible. <laughs> but now I have to erase all of that from your memory in case. Yeah. Even if he just does fall and hit his head, then now I'm the guy everyone's looking for. <laughs> oh, man. Oh,
2: boy. Um... <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> That's all I got for news. Okay. I I...
1: Did watch. Oh, I did watch a few movies. Uh, you, I don't know why I haven't seen this before, but you let me borrow uh, Chinatown. Oh, hell yeah. So I watched that the yeah. other night. <laughs> I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I'm only disappointed in the fact that before I'd seen it, I'd watched Rango.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Which
1: yeah. kind of gives away some
2: mystery. So, yeah, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> I just, just rips that about movie that. off, but. <laughs> but...
1: Yeah, I like, and I I almost wish, like, it's very subtle, but I almost wish it was a little stronger, because mm. I feel like everyone would get pick up on it then. Oh. But, uh... Uh, You know the idea of Chinatown being so difficult for these police to work in You don't Cause... know if you're preventing the crime or helping the crime Right <laughs> At the end of the movie And I don't think I'm giving it any away. I, I a don't hint think so <laughs> But that's where like Jack Nicholson's position is Pretty much yeah, yeah. If they would have just turn that up just like a notch Because mm. it ends very bleak and But that's all all you're left with, like that (laughs) resonating thought. You're like,
2: oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, also lately I've been listening to, uh, uh, you must remember this. Oh, cool, yeah. Uh, I'm listening to the Hollywood Babylon episodes. Oh, okay, I haven't listened to that one yet. that kind of time period has been in my mind a lot lately. Uh So I was just like, Chinatown, yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Listen to the... Terribly strange uh, uh oh fuck, what was his name? Uh oh fat's uh
2: Oh, uh, Fatty Arbuckle. Yes, thank you. Fatty yeah, Arbuckle. what a strange story. Um, <laughs> so maybe
1: he did something weird. Maybe he didn't. That's <laughs> one of the tough parts about that time period. <clears throat> you know, we've talked about yeah. the Black Dahlia stuff. Like, there's so much time has passed. Who knows really what happened?
2: Exactly. Yeah. At this point, like, uh, conspiracy theories will just mesh in with the truth yeah. and everything. You know. Yeah, that period of Hollywood is fascinating. Because it is. It was, it was like, like, like the Wild it West. Really? Was. I was everything say the same was thing. for its time, new and modern, and being built up. Right. But yet.
1: The people there who were had any wealth or or celebrity like could get away with murder sometimes. I know. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like the modern Wild West, you know?
2: right? Yeah. It was very strange. It was so new; the rules were still being established <laughs> yeah, as yeah. it was going. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Well, um, speaking of Hollywood, I got I to talk about this. I know. Not as many people care about this as I do. <laughs> it's coming. But it's coming. Uh, Academy Award nominations were announced. And I'm really excited this year because this is the second year that my my sister-in-law suggested we play Drunk Oscars. And I've invited everyone to come and play this game because it's a bl- I think it's a blast. I think I'm more excited about it than other people because I've realized I've been watching this ceremony consistently since 1996.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: And it reminds me of when Hoes watches wrestling because... You complain about the outcome every single time. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose that's true. I have so much fun. I, I just think I, I just get a thrill out of the competition behind it. And also the thrill out of just seeing artists get rewarded for their art, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't happen very often on national television. It's usually sports. Like, you know, yeah. you can have 100 hours on the Super Bowl and nobody cares. But uh, you, you rarely ever get to see art. So even though 99% of the time they get it wrong, I still love it. But anyway, I was excited <laughs> this year because... The last couple of years have actually been not too bad. I'm really happy that they changed the, the rules of the Academy. Now they have a lot of younger people in there and stuff. Because I feel like some of the choices have been better. I mean, a movie like Moonlight and definitely The Shape of Water probably wouldn't have been considered you know, 10 years yeah, ago or right, whatever. Right. This year it was kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of biopics and a lot of... Movies about racism from 50 years ago or whatever, yeah, you know. Right, right. Um But it's too bad because I was kind of rooting for Toni Collette in Hereditary. I really thought she had a chance. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, a lot of people felt that way.
2: I know. Uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the, all the actress nominees were strong this year. So I think it's just, it was too strong a year. Yeah. I think any other year she probably could have had a chance to get in, but... Horror gets moved to the back burner again, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> except for A Quiet Place. Quiet Place got a That's nomination true, yeah. for Best Sound Mixing. I was like, you're fucking right, did." It's, li- it's literally a <laughs> movie, movie about sound. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm disappointed in how it turned out. But I'm very much looking forward to Drunk Oscars. I- I've made brackets for everybody. I, I found actual like printable brackets. Let's say, like the ninety-first Oscars, if I took a sharpie and just wrote "drunk" over it. So. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Again, God. I don't think anybody's excited as excited about it as I am. But when you incorporate beer and pizza, it it becomes fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would care more, but just the oh, I know. thing. It's like it's so like so like any indie movies that didn't get seen enough, you know, that yeah, whole thing. It's I like, know. It, it, it's like whether the movie's good or not. Right. Like it, Or, or, or rather not to say that a different way. Whether it <laughs> won an award or not, it's not going to change your experience with it. Oh, no, not at all. And to me, that's way more important. Oh, but sure. yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> this whole thing is for fun. It, it, yeah, it's just for fun. <laughs> Actually, if it wasn't for you, like, playing it, I'd... Wouldn't I would care less?
2: I, yeah, I, that, that, that's that's my way to get people interested. Is like we can make a game out of it. Well, yeah, I can't take credit for this. This is all my sister in law's idea, so thank you very much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought about this, yeah. you know. I just I've already entered my uh my showcase contest, that's that's why I watch all every year. I um follow along of what I picked and everything, right? Even though. I I was so disheartened a couple of years ago because I got 21 out of 24, which is the best I've ever done. And I still lost because there's only two winners now and second place winner that year got, he only missed one and the first place winner (laughs) got every single one. Right. I was like, how? Uh, And then the next year was even worse. They had a three way tie for first place. Three people got every single one, right. And they just had to, do a random drawing So the first person That they drew out won first place And the second person Got second place And the third person Despite getting Everything right Was like Oh well You lose <laughs> I was like What's the point So now it's just Fun Yeah Tradition <laughs> You'd think too Because that sort of Run through our Local newspaper mm-hmm. Like give a Consolation newspaper
1: Subscription Something <laughs> yeah Well
2: They, they like... used to have Consolation prizes Which I won twice Yeah but unfortunately, those consolation prizes were two free tickets to the Plaza Theater. Oh, well, the Plaza Theater is <laughs> now rubble. Exist yes, the Plaza <laughs> Theater is now rubble. <laughs> well, they should
1: still be able to do that even with our Tinseltown. I would think you know, they would right? have some kind of deal, deal with Tinseltown. Much, yeah, or, but, nah. or even like if, uh, I mean, everything on the radio and in our paper and on television is just an ad. Yeah, I'm sure there would be a local business that would Something. foot the bill for a couple tickets
2: as a reward, or you know. Yeah, you would think, but these he, people are slack, and they really need to run the paper <laughs> around here. I know it's a dying medium, but you know, <laughs> we'll send it off right. <laughs> oh, and speaking of dying mediums, um, I think this is why I'm also excited for it because I'm going to write an article about it about the awards for uh, the paper. Yeah, um, and also I was thinking I've. Even though I'm, you know, only a part-time film critic for a paper, or whatever, I'm like, hey, I'm technically a film critic for a newspaper now. I should get more into like the festival circuit. So I'm thinking of taking a week yeah, off work good. in September and taking a trip down to Toronto for the Toronto Film Festival. So if I do, if that does come to fruition, I can talk about it here on this podcast. Yeah. You know? So yeah, no,
1: that's good. <laughs> I- I've thought about that for like the more horror type stuff too. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't plan well enough. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> so that, that's I, that's what it comes down to with me too. Because none of them are terribly close. Yeah, none of them are like the bigger, more notable ones. Toronto so is the closest. It would take yeah. a little more planning and even like set aside some money for gas or, or however I travel. Exactly. Together. Yeah, but but by the time it's on my radar, I'm like I should really plan like at the end of the year
2: for the following year. There you go. Yep. <laughs> well, that's why okay. I'm happy I planned this out because, yeah, Toronto's not till September, so now I can actually plan for it. Yeah. And that's not too
1: far. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, some of these are, like, in New Jersey and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Like,
1: also, like, I could drive there, but it's m- a little more involved. Exactly, so.
2: yeah. Like, I, I could never make it to Sundance. Sundance is in fucking Park City, Utah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah I'm right. not going there anytime
1: soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I bet, I, I would assume, too, that that area,
2: because of skiing, Oh, yeah. I assume, right? I I guess. I had no idea why they started doing it in Park City. I don't know. Anybody who knows, why the hell did Sundance start in Park City, Utah? (laughs)
1: Because I I thought it was like a a skiing area.
2: I'm sure it is. Uh, But I bet that's not cheap. Oh, I'm I'm certain it's not.
1: It's like if it's known for that, you know, it's that type of yeah, yeah.
2: white people resort. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's why I'm curious about this because <laughs> places I work but don't actually visit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm curious about this because um, you know, the the festival going on, but still, Toronto is like a major city, so there's always something to do. Yeah, so it's right. like it would just be a fun vacation for me, also, you know, and occasionally go and see. Movies that haven't come out yet So yeah. I can get the drop on them you know? <laughs> yeah, There's a, also a
1: film festival In Traverse City, uh, Michigan yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't always Coincide with when I'm on vacation in Michigan. Oh. But even like if I could line it up to, to go to Traverse City for the day And maybe watch a movie or something Because sure. Sure. not everyone
2: In our group wants to do that But oh, yeah, I know yeah. at
1: least for a little bit They'd like to check it out Sure so. Yeah
2: <laughs> There you go. There's some plans for the future, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I do have some news. Okay.
1: There is a Resident... uh, Well, I I guess I have two pieces of Resident Evil news. Oh. Uh, The first is that the all-new Resident Evil 2 remaster that has come out and everyone's been... Hasn't this already happened? I was going to say it happened like hasn't, years like, ago. Yeah, it's like a remake or remaster. <laughs> like, like, okay, so the first one originally came out for PlayStation. Yeah. And part two came out for 64 just because. Right, yeah. Uh, but then like with the GameCube, they all got remastered mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. With new graphics. And yep. Stuff. Stuff. And then didn't that happen, Resident Evil 2 get... Redone or remade for PlayStation Three? I, sw-
2: I could have sworn it did. And uh,
1: now it's again.
2: How many fucking times are you nerds going to buy this game? <laughs> it, it's a really good game. I mean, it's, it's oh yeah. it's my favorite of all the Resident Evil games. That's, I think the consensus. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but anyway, the news I'm getting at is yeah. <laughs> uh, that Capcom released a new trailer for the game, and it's like live action. Okay, And it is reminiscent of the, what was it, 98? Yeah, the original uh, Yeah, it's reminiscent of the original TV commercial that a lot of people didn't know this at the time Was directed by George Romero That's right, I did know that, but I forgot yeah. So it's like a 30 second thing And not much happens in it It's Resident Evil 2, so that's cool But like, Romero made it Yeah, that's awesome <laughs> So there's been a lot of buzz about that, uh, cuz Yeah, sure. (laughs) And the other piece of Resident Evil news is that Netflix is trying to develop a series. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. So this has me excited and also not excited. (laughs) Because I do like, especially the earlier games, the ones I've Mm -hmm. spent the most time with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I like Resident Evil a lot. Sure. And I could see if you develop a story how you can have some characters and develop that world... It could be really interesting and I could dig it. Sure. But it's also proposed to be a like laying the groundwork for a film franchise. But we already have that. <laughs> but those are kind of butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I, I I could be more excited about this if I knew it wasn't going to be more like the movies we already have. yeah. Like if yeah. you can guarantee me that, I could be really excited. Right. But if it's going to be sort of like... All those movies, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like the first couple, I didn't love them, but I didn't hate them. Okay, they were true enough to the games. Okay, and, yeah. You know. But then after a short while, they were just like doing what the fuck ever, and they didn't
2: feel like the games. They just went all out. I'm kind of curious to watch them all. It's like that that series yeah. and the underworld series of the two yeah. that just never end, and I'm kind of curious about who's, how they who's can... watching this. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I'm because. Um, the Resident Evil series. Like, I, I saw Resident Evil 1 and 2. Um, didn't really care for either of them. Yeah. Resident Evil 1 will always have my favorite story about b- sitting in a movie theater because <laughs> there is my friend Harvey... Right. He went to get popcorn or go to the bathroom or something, and then that laser scene happened where everyone dies. Yeah, they turned it into cube sticks. Yeah, he came, Literally. <laughs> he came back and said, what did I miss? And I said, half the cast is dead. It's like, what? I said, I don't know. There were lasers. <laughs> and he still, he still has not seen it, so he has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, which I think was the Third or fourth Yeah, that's fourth another one. thing, too. Quickly, I
1: lose track of which just, one comes just after the Just put
2: numbers in the title. Yeah.
1: Why are they so allergic to numbers? Yes, I'm not going to know which one's which. But, um, like, I'm at the store, and I'm like holding the back up to look for the copyright. I'm like, which yeah. one?
2: <laughs> But um, a critic um, put it on his year-end top ten list, and it sort of like defended it against other critics as a legitimately great movie, and that sort of kicked off the d- debate about vulgar auteurism that you can uh, – see a director's stamp even on like schlocky stuff and everything because you can I mean yeah. you know what a Michael Bay movie looks like or something you know so and that sort of sort of kicked off the um, debate about uh, expanding the definition of auteurist cinema you know I'm I'm interested in that so it's like eh, maybe there's more to this Resident Evil series than I, than I thought <laughs> I don't know I haven't watched them in years yeah, so right. <laughs> That's so, one thing about,
1: like, the auteur thing. Yeah. When they put too much of themselves in it, Yeah, like the room, I want to blow my brains out. Uh-huh. But I, when you can tell, like, a filmmaker has a certain style, I like that. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, because it, it, you know, there are times when uh, John Carpenter or whatever. Oh, definitely, it's yeah. It's like, oh, I haven't seen that, but I know he made it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So unless it takes place on Mars, I know I'm going to like it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's all I got to say about Rizzo. I I welcome... Uh, any like Resident Evil stuff or whatever because it's yeah. always interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, like the same thing with like a Christopher Nolan. Oh, sure. I don't oh, have definitely. to know what the movie's going to be. Yeah. But I know
2: it'll be well made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But so, anyway. So yeah, I, I I welcome that even though it will probably get convoluted very quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's okay because uh, well, the why, games are convoluted Well, too. that's why I was
1: hoping with a series, maybe it would go a little slower
2: it's possible, yeah. yeah you could
1: see like this world come about rather than fucking helicopters are crashing, you know what I mean? Like
2: yeah. all of a sudden this Milajovovich is kicking shards of glass in the demon dogs' faces or <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck
1: happens. How, how did we was... get here? Let's just tote it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause what made those early games especially well, I, I, you could say all of them. I know yeah. later they got a little more action-heavy. Yeah. But it was like the
2: suspense and it was creepy. Oh, yeah.
1: Fucking do that. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, although nothing will ever creep me out or freak me out more than uh, the first game. When you find that dead body that got pecked to death by crows. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, they got forest. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 and then, too, I, I you know... From playing those games. Yeah. That was like one of several gateways into zombie stuff. It was, yeah. And then you see like those, even without watching them, those later zombie movies. Yeah. Where like one was like birds. I'm like, wait, are the birds not just enemies? Like, So now I'm starting to think of <laughs> zombies as like a larger thing. Like if they consume the zombie flesh, are they like right. zombie birds? Like where? Whoa. <laughs> right. I got to really... Hold on to my butt, you know? (laughs) Right here. (laughs) So, anyway. All right. Uh, One last piece of news. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess Lost Boys is maybe going to be a series on CW.
2: Okay. I can see that because those are exactly the kind of things that CW makes right now. A group of teenagers (laughs) doing something
1: supernatural (laughs) right after the remake of uh, fuck. I'm having hard time. Who, who knows? What's the, the, what's the uh, show about the the
2: witches? There's like there's so many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's gonna be a diehard fan column. me. Yeah, I almost said Buffy, but
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that
1: wasn't a thing. While well, this other thing is a thing, but anyway, right? No, I. It'll come to me at the end of the episode.
2: I know what you're talking about. I can't. I can't picture the charmed. Title. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, I can already envision what that would look like yeah. in my head. A CW show about witches. I can yeah. already
1: see it. <laughs> the new season after the such and such of charm. <laughs> but right before Supernatural. Yeah, right. And then Friday night, Arrow, Supergirl, DC, DC, <laughs> DC, DC. DC. <laughs> right. Uh, they've got like two things going for them. They're just running for it. With it. But fuck it. You didn't, know, it uh, works.
2: Didn't, didn't CW do that show beastly? Which was the, the beauty and the beast thing, but this time the beast was oh, sexy. Yeah, which I heard that didn't last long. Eliminate it eliminates the whole idea of Beast. He's not like, a fucking beast.
1: Yeah, oh, right. he's got an adorable scar. Yeah.
2: What the right. fuck? Bring back Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't even put Ron Perlman in the in the makeup. Yeah. This time the
1: beast, just Ron Perlman is an older alcoholic. <laughs> Could you still find
2: a way to love him? Against all odds. That's good. Oh, you caught me off guard with that one. All right.
1: Well, with that, let's let's talk about kids who kill and then those kids who then get killed.
2: Yes. So. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. That should have been, yeah. <laughs> So beware children at play from 1989, uh, directed by Nick Cribben. Uh, there was absolutely no information about this movie I could find. Uh, Nick Cribben, this is his, his first of a series of one directorial films. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, produced independently in New Jersey, picked up by Troma. Isn't then... he related to McLovin? <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Uh...
0: evil. Soon you will learn that the only thing worse than having your children disappear is when they come back. Now the only way to discipline your children is with a 12 gauge shotgun.
2: begins the way most great independent horror movies begin, in the woods. Uh, We see a man who is uh, Professor Randall and his son Glenn and they're chilling out in the woods doing father-son things, you know, fishing, roasting marshmallows by the campfire. Yeah, everything's nice and cool and everything. And he's constantly talking about uh, the story of Beowulf and Grendel. More on that later. (laughs) But anyway, as as they're uh, frolicking through the woods one day, poor Dr. Randall steps on a bear trap. And then rather than having his son go get help or calling out for help or something, they decided just... <laughs> or w- doing anything. Or doing anything. <laughs> they decided just wait there for help to come to them as Randall's wound gets more and more infected and maggot eaten and everything. Yeah. And then finally, after like three days, Dr. Randall dies and tells his son that nobody's going to come to get you, so just stay in the woods and... Live off the land and do what you can and everything. Great, great advice to give to your son. And <laughs> the son proceeds to cut out one of his dad's organs and just feast on that. Yeah, that w- took a turn. That really took a turn. <laughs> so cut to ten years later. And we now have a uh, family. They are the, De- the DeWolfs. Uh, John DeWolf, his wife Julia DeWolf, and their daughter Kara. Uh, they're on their way to this little town to um, visit with John's friend Ross because they were in Vietnam together and they are army buddies or whatever. But uh, Ross's uh, daughter has recently—well, not recently, like three years ago—she vanished and they have no, you know, trace of her anywhere. And apparently, it's something that's been going on in this town a lot. Every couple of months, another kid just vanishes, <laughs> and I don't—I don't know what they—they. They, Look around the woods for a little bit and then get bored and then just move well, on with their lives. See,
1: <laughs> yeah. But things were different in the 80s. Yeah. We didn't have to catch a predator. <laughs> yes. So things are much safer now. <laughs> yes.
2: But um, on their way there, they meet a, a Bible salesman who's having car trouble, and he mentions how, um, you know, this town, they're all economically strapped and everything, but you show them a Bible, and they've always got money for it. He's <laughs> just a complete huckster. I love it. And he just tells them about the, the history of this town. That they used to be run by a group of religious fanatics called the Brownies. He's like, no, not the kinds that wear berets and sell cookies. They're more like the Ku Klux Klan, except maybe uh, less friendly and tolerant. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they were just all religious nuts who held burnings and you yeah. know ceremonies and shit so at
1: first i thought that was going to be like the the mythical creature of the brownie y- yeah but you, no
2: no <laughs> <laughs> but essentially this guy is here to dump information on us and then get lord of the woods by something and then get cut in half by a scythe so yeah he, he's fulfilled his purpose of the movie <laughs> um john meets up with uh, the cars it's a uh, Ross Carr, his wife Cleo, and their, the only daughter they have left now, Mary Rose, um, and essentially Ross tells him that uh, he brought John here for a reason. He wants him to help in the investigation to find his daughter, because John was a uh, used to be a professor of poetry or something, but has since gone on to write trashy pulp novels <laughs> about alien abductions, which feature um, rather sizably proportioned women being abducted on the covers they, they mention the covers several times like his yeah. his wife is also a professor of english literature more on that later um <laughs> but she talks about why do you need those lurid covers and he's like well they apparently sell you know and then uh ross is friends with this doctor who tells him i'm a big fan of your books but i gotta admit i gotta tear the covers off because my wife doesn't approve those uh those buxom women it's like Everyone keeps talking about these. Yeah. like. When
1: the do co- we get to see him? When Come do on. we get to see these covers? Yeah, there is one uh, quick thing where he's like sort of arguing with his wife about them. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, and these women with their breasts on the front and back. I'm like, wait, <laughs> on the front and back of the cover, or do these women have titties on their
2: backs? Yeah, because <laughs> that's something. I think I don't think they said it right. She said cleavage on the front and back. So I'm assuming that. She's got big boobs and also a big fat ass. Is oh, what they're, uh, maybe. but maybe it's or on, on the both back the front cover. and back cover, <laughs> or I, she's quad titty, or, or she's got back tits. Which, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, they're about aliens, so. right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: but anyway, aliens have come to Earth <laughs> to genetically modify our women
2: <laughs> to, I don't know, create the most tit output. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um. <laughs> Ross says, "Yeah." tells John that he brought him here because he knows that in his research for his books and everything, he's talked to psychics and you know various mediums and stuff, and he would like to bring one of these psychics to investigate their, uh, the disappearance of all these kids in this town, and I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> this is this is what brought Sylvia Brown into prominence, and we don't want more <laughs> Sylvia Browns, yeah. but um, as they're discussing this, um, the town is getting more and more into an uproar because... Dude, their fucking kids are all getting uh, disappeared, right, yeah. and the cops are apparently not doing anything about it. Um, and the person sort of leading this rabble is a an Isaac Brown, a, or Isaac Braun, excuse me, a uh, local farmer and also something of a local religious nut. And he lives like closest to the woods, so he seems to know the most about what's going on. Like he warns his wife not to go out of the woods without you know his protection or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, he talks about how. There's evil spirits out there, giants and goblins who battle with God. More on that quote later on. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, um, Kara, their their uh, daughter, and uh, their daughter, Mary Rose, are discussing the mysterious noises that are going around outside. And Mary Rose says, oh, those are the woodies. The woodies are the little creatures that live in the woods. And it's okay. They're friendly. I know because my sister is now one of the woodies. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one day they're out playing and everything, and all of a sudden Mary Rose is gone. And then Kara comes in and gives the worst line delivery ever. They ask, where's, where's Mary Rose? And she says, she went to live with the Woodies. Can I have a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now uh, yeah. poor Ross and Cleo have two daughters that are gone, um, driving Cleo further and further into madness. Uh, meanwhile, um, they've got a psychic now, a woman named Alice. Uh, who's trying to channel the spirits to, um, you know, find some sign whatever of these kids or whatever. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the town is just getting more angry about this, and rightfully yeah. so, including a uh, reporter named Hawthorne, who just constantly sticks it to the sheriff about everything that he's doing wrong, which I'm kind of on her side, because yeah. how big could these woods be? I mean...
3: <laughs> he does seem
1: very lackadaisical, though. yeah. <laughs> Like, once his friend's in town and he gets involved with the psychic, like, eventually the sheriff just shows up and he's like, so, what
2: are you guys doing?
1: <laughs> right. Like, he just strolls in. Right. Not concerned.
2: <laughs> but unfortunately, it seems like they are getting closer to the truth because um, the, the mysterious killings start happening more frequently. Uh, first, the poor psychic lady, Alice, gets killed. And then poor Hawthorne and in her investigation ends up getting too close to the truth and gets killed as well. But during one of the killings, a uh, couple making out in their car overhear it and they, we got our first eyewitnesses where they see all these kids feasting on a dead body and saying, and I quote, uh, <laughs> tear it to pieces, bite through the bones, gulp the blood, gobble the flesh. And they keep saying, I was "Like, what does that mean? Tear, bite. Gulp and gobble just constantly, and then the wife Julia, who remind you is an English professor, says, "Well, it sounds like Beowulf." I'm like what? Like Beowulf, Anglo-Saxon alliteration. It's it's a it's a thing. It's a constant like theme in Anglo-Saxon literature. It's like, oh, this is our first clue. Not really, but like, okay, <laughs> we got to find someone out there who you know would have a, a knowledge of Beowulf, and that leads them to. Um, the disappearance of Dr. Randall 10 years ago, who yes. uh, was a, an English literature professor or something. And also his son, Glenn. They both went out into the woods and 10 years ago disappeared. And apparently no one went to look for him because in this town, if you get lost in the woods, you're just gone forever, <laughs> apparently. Well, you know the sheriff's record of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, John is doing his research and he's like, it could be that Randall's out there, you know, teaching these kids about the Beowulf story and everything. Or possibly somebody connected with Randall. Wait a minute, his son, Glenn Randall. Glenn Randall. Grendel. <laughs> also, what happened at C? C? C for Catwoman. <laughs> like, yeah. These aren't really clues. clues or... but, but meanwhile, um, in their research, um, the, the goblins, as they're called, uh, the followers of Grendel, break into the sheriff's house. Uh, kill poor Julia, uh, the first one to solve any of the mystery throughout all this, (laughs) and then end up uh, kidnapping Ross's wife, Cleo. We get a scene of, you know, Cleo in their little camp and she manages to escape from immediately because they're just kids, you know, but uh, she ends up going into their room where they're, like, smoking dead bodies. There's just dead body parts everywhere. That's like their little smoking cabin, I guess. (laughs) 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 Nothing like a good old smoked human. Yeah, (laughs) But unfortunately, she encounters. Hickory, uh, whatever. Mesquite. But unfortunately, she encounters Glenn Randall, now the the full on adult uh, Grendel, who proceeds <laughs> to, yeah, I'm gonna need some money for the jar because he proceeds oh, to right. rape her. Um, although. I love the, the cutaways. The, the cutaways to these two, like a, a bunch of the kids are watching, including these two, like kind of older girls. Yeah. And the look on their face is just horrified because I just imagine them thinking, "Oh God, that's what he took us away for. <laughs> that's <laughs> what he wants to do to us." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I can still go back. I remember it TV. So um, Ross decides to go and. Uh, you know, calm down the townspeople who are at this point are in full on angry mob mode yeah. including the only other cop in the area, Luke because they remind Luke of what he used to be. That was <laughs> a, a long time yeah, ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was before our time because apparently these people are all relatives of the brownies and now their, yeah. their brownie origins are starting to come back. They're going full on religious fervor. Um, meanwhile, John decides to stay behind and you know wait to see if any of the kids show up. Immediately falls asleep in a hammock, only to be attacked by the goblins. <laughs> That's right. But uh, again, they're just fucking kids. Uh, more on this. This is my going to be my favorite part coming up here pretty soon. Okay. But um, he manages to capture Amy uh, Ross's daughter, who she says she's now wealthyow, the queen of Grendel. Yeah, he's like, well, we're gonna get you uh, deprogrammed or something. <laughs> but first, you're gonna lead us to um to like Grendel's lair and everything. Uh, they call for Ross. Ross immediately gets killed by the kids this guy could not suck anymore (laughs) and um you know john with amy in tow decides he's gonna have her lead them to grendel's domain but unfortunately the townspeople are on their way as well um you know they get there right as grendel is doing a sacrifice of cleo yeah and i said okay just shout grendel i have your queen you know let her go or something he just fucking stands there as Grendel just cuts her heart out. <laughs> Everybody in this... <laughs> Only after she's been murdered does he, you know, shout out that he's got Grendel's queen and everything. Yeah. The goblins all approach, and now here comes the greatest part of the whole movie. Grendel comes in and says, no, stay back. This is Grendel's fight, and hmm... Some, like, scrawny 18-year-old kid versus a, a, a grown man who is a Vietnam veteran. Yeah. Grendel literally gets pummeled to like, almost... Like, it's not even a fight. He just beats the shit yeah. out of Grendel. Like, that could have been the end of his whole cult right there. And it just watched their, their leader get completely manhandled. It's the funny Because it's like Built up to This big like uh, Conflict or something Right and right It
3: just starts pummeling.
1: If
2: only that would have Happened with
1: Applegate And Jonestown <laughs> You know Just send in That's essentially Has that movie been made With, with uh, Chuck Norris
2: Oh yeah
1: Where they send in One man who kicks All their asses <laughs> Or just send him in To kick one
2: guy's ass And, and then that's it Yeah <laughs> I don't think, yeah, you, you, your cult will last when you, you see your leader getting brutalized so horribly. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, that's not the end of the movie because then the the village and the, the people in the village and the full on uh, uh, religious fervor mode yeah. say, you know, we have to fill, fulfill the task of God. Our children are demons, and we must do what God asks us to do. And John's like, they're not demons; they're just poor kids that idiots, have been yeah. like, yeah, they've been led by some crazy kid who's been living in the woods for ten years. They don't need. Your god solution. They need help. And if you lay one hand on them, I'll have all of you thrown in jail for accessory to murder. And then they, they do the logical thing that right. religious goons would do. Uh, Isaac takes a gun and just fucking shoots John in the head. And then we have the only reason anybody talks about this movie. The little kid roundup. <laughs> the little kid roundup. The last, the last five minutes of this movie is just kids being murdered in the most brutal way possible. And you know... I know you think your kids are demons and everything but (laughs) I figured you'd still want to kill them in the most humane way possible just like a firing squad or something but they make it hurt for them (laughs) I mean you know one kid gets machete stabbed one kid gets his like windpipe crushed with a two by four (laughs) one kid's head blows up one kid's head blows up in a a great performance where before the kid gets shot he says no (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, They really did commit to
1: making it seem like they were murdering children like yeah, they were an adult in yeah. a movie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's fun and everything, but it's also kind of fucked up. It's a little real. It's, it's a little too <laughs> real. Uh. I, I While watching that, I'm just like, you had to explain to these
1: kids, these actors, that, you know, no, they're not going to be hurt. Yeah. And they're shown how, like, the machines are aren't real and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. But holy shit, I mean, it looks... It, it, I mean, it looks... <laughs> You know, only so believable because it's a movie, but it looks real enough. Yeah. Like, what the fuck has
2: happened? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <getting started. laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. even for trauma standards, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. So all the kids are dead, or are they? Because uh, John's little daughter, uh, Kara, who in their kidnapping of Cleo and everything, they also took her. Uh, she was hiding underneath her dad's dead body, and now she's alone in the woods. And the last shot is her. With a knife menacing a rabbit, implying that she's going to live in the woods and become Lady Grendel, I guess. I don't know. Grendelita? Grendelita. So that's Beware Children at Play. Uh, It's only worth watching for the last five minutes. (laughs) Um, I guess there are 27 deaths in the movie. 19 of them happened in the last five minutes. It's not good in any traditional way. The acting is terrible. I, you know, I think movies... the
1: script might be, might be the best part. Like,
2: you could make something good out of this. Yeah, you probably could. All the acting is... Awful. Yeah. You know a movie's bad when some of the kids are the best actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I admire the conviction. This is... I mean, like I say, it's not actually made by Troma. It's, it's just an independently <clears throat> produced film. Yeah. But it doesn't have a lot of the trauma hallmarks really intentionally cheesy jokes and shit like that it takes itself deadly seriously which is both the best thing and the worst thing about (laughs) it i feel like a movie like this could have had some levity but i appreciate that they wanted to go all out with it you know um and then (sighs) that ending i mean here we are 30 years later still talking about that (laughs) ending but it's pretty fucked up uh i thought it was my least favorite trauma film now that i watch it again it's not that bad. Um, and I forgot that I had seen Fatty Drives the Bus. Fatty, <laughs> Fatty Drives the Bus will always be Troma's worst film. Yeah. Um, I, I just forgot that it existed because I, I do that sometimes. But um, <laughs> I originally gave this a star and a half, uh, but I think I might bump up to two. Uh, everything about it is a one-star movie, but I think the, the the pure balls of that ending gives it an extra star. <laughs> <All right>. so- <laughs> Also found, which you
1: glossed over probably for a reason. Yeah, yeah. The desired
2: rape. Oh, to be so creepy and oh, weird. Oh, with with Amy. Yeah. When she's like, you know, Grendel tied up Mother and he touched her. So now you tied up wealthy Al. Right. When you Is touch that me? what you want? Yeah. And I I love his reaction. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Get away from me!" You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh. I think the main character might be my favorite guy, because <laughs> he's like his reactions human. are so common, like, like uh, normal, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, this fucking little teenage kid thinks he's a cult leader. Like, I'm just gonna fucking kick the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's the right answer. Because that's the right answer. <laughs>
1: All right, so know your horror. Let <laughs> the game
2: begin.
1: All right, so last week's question was: yeah. <laughs> What 1970s exploitation flick features a cult of hippies? <laughs> I feel like these questions and the last week's movies and yeah, this week's yeah. movies are all over the place. <laughs> uh, flick features a cult of hippies who descend upon a small town and uh, things get worse when they contract rabies Uh,
2: that would be uh, I drink your blood
1: impressive that is correct (laughs) these hippies contract the rabies when a young boy has enough of them (laughs) enough of their violent hippie crap (laughs) and he knowingly injects rabid dog blood into their meat pies because sure yeah (laughs) so (laughs) Blake got that one correct cool and uh, this week's question, also going back to bad kids doing stuff. All right. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin has recently made a resurgence in in popularity due to mm-hmm. some high profile internet appearances. Sure. Yep. But in his heyday, he appeared in what film as a sadistic child killer?
2: <laughs> I have a lot to say about this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> All right. So on to the children. Yep. From 1980.
2: 1980. 1980.
1: <laughs> it was written by Carlton Albright and Eddie Terry and directed by Max Kalmanowitz. Ows- Max <laughs> Kalmanowitz. Okay. Calmanows. Kal- sure. <laughs> Kalmanowitz. There we there go. We go. All right. <laughs> Uh, I only took four tries. <laughs> the baby was on fire, but I got it out. <laughs> so this episode's theme got kicked off when I watched The Visitor, mm-hmm. a trippy 70s supernatural flick about an eight-year-old girl being born in Atlanta who possesses strong powers of the mind, then uh, beings who live on another world, or dimension, or I don't fucking know, <laughs> Yeah, uh, come to confront her to protect the human race against the evil that the girl was born with in her. Oh, okay. It was as if, you know, Holy Mountain filmmaker, uh, Al- 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 fuck that Alejandro one. Jodorowsky. <laughs> yes. uh, remade the omen, but not as good as what that would be. I see. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, because I was going to review that, because it's like a killer kid. Sure. Uh, but... There are parts where a lot happens, but in the greater scheme of things, of how the story unfolds, like it doesn't matter. And some of it is sort of trippy, and I'm like, I really don't know how I'm gonna fucking talk about this. Yeah, movie, I got gotcha. Other than just like pointing out weird scenes, right, right. <laughs> like when the mother who's out in a wheelchair is confronted with the truth that her daughter's evil, she just starts wheeling around the house. <laughs> Like inside the living room just in circles, and the maids calling her name to like snap her out of it. Right. It looks like something that would have been in Mac and me.
2: (laughs) Well, that's worth the price of admission right there. It's like so strange, (laughs) and I'm like, Is this going
1: somewhere? Yeah. Is she stuck? What is happening? (laughs) So instead I returned to Troba. Sure Who distributed the children
2: Always a good place to return to <laughs>
1: <laughs> But instead of watching it via Troma, like the, the DVD or on their YouTube channel uh-huh. I found it also on YouTube, hosted by Captain USA's Groovy Movies Oh uh, If you remember I, when I covered Mako, Jaws of Death Yeah uh, Not very good movie <laughs> uh, It's a, a movie host that appeared on late 80s USA Network Okay. And I couldn't turn that down because it was goofy. Sure. you know this, it must have tied in like being right before the holiday of uh, St. Patrick's Day because he had a leprechaun and the two of them were like playing cards for gold pieces and <laughs> okay. a bunch of dumb shit. Like he it originally shows up and sells him some like some gold bracelet. Okay. And then right before it cuts the commercial, he's like, oh, yeah, it must be uh, real Irish gold because I'm already <laughs> turning green. Uh. Oh, my God. All those awful jokes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Captain USA. Thank you. Thank you for being you. <laughs> <sighs>
1: so, uh, with that said, if I'm missing anything, if you've seen this movie or a diehard fan or whatever, uh-huh. uh, it's probably because it was cut out for TV. I don't uh, think I'm missing anything. Okay. Because, what? Uh, <laughs> and during this movie's opening weekend, it generated such a buzz for some reason that one... Uh, Tucson, Arizona drive-in Had a line Six miles long to get in Holy shit After seeing the children I can honestly say That there is no reason For that kind of enthusiasm (laughs) Although I appreciate They're willing to go On to the (laughs) drive-in Yeah, right Hey (laughs) The drive-in will never die (laughs) Not if you're showing The children, I guess (laughs) So our director Has only directed One other film Uh, Dreams Come True Four years later about uh, a young couple uh, masters the supernatural art of astral projection Ooh. which allows them to travel through dreams explore their fantasies and make a whole lot of love. Okay. <laughs> they also end up stuck in nightmares or, what or? Yeah. Is it a choose your own adventure? <laughs> or risk dying if someone wakes them up. What is that movie?
2: I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm kind of curious about that. Or... Or, it's your choice. (laughs) As for our writers,
1: uh, Carlton wrote Dreams Come True, uh, but he also wrote and directed Luther the Geek, starring our second screenwriter, Edward Terry, who was uh, Luther the Geek. Okay. (laughs) And what's Luther the Geek? (laughs) A movie about a young sideshow freak named Luther... Who is uh, paroled early for a series of like viol- violent crimes, mm-hmm. um, and then he proceeds to rampage, devouring the heads of hapless passersby, <laughs> because that's what a geek does, because it bites the heads off of living things, like yeah, chickens.
2: Yep, yep. Literally the freak who the other freaks wouldn't want to associate with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I mean, I like him at all. He can, tell, he can tell a hell of a story, but I don't want him around my kids. Yeah. <laughs> So let's now turn to the, the captain's uh, uh, tele-psychotronic screed, as he calls it on the show, to get uh, this, this movie rolling here. Yeah.
0: It's time you believed in a new kind of horror. The horror of the children. to imagine has happened to the children something beyond your worst fears jenny jenny darling is that you mama
3: <gasps> <gasps>
0: <gasps> something evil is happening and it's happening inside Honey! the children ah! The children, the children will take you one step beyond horror to sheer terror.
3: Go, no! go! To the house! Get out of here! Go! No!
0: Something terrifying has happened to the children. Pray never meet
1: them. begins with a three-mile island-like mishap Uh in a small rural town of Ravensback. Uh, Oh, no. One afternoon, a small leak occurs, sending a cloud of deadly yellow fog out into the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. And I guess the workers at the plant were too concerned with five o'clock beer (laughs)
3: to notice,
1: because literally it's Oh, they're report the pressure's down. Something must be wrong. And they're like, ah, oh, look, we looked all over this. If we go back in and tell them we didn't find anything, they're just gonna send us back out. <laughs> Let's go to the bar.
3: Oh, what the fuck? Because <laughs> at first
1: you don't succeed, just go to the bar.
2: <laughs> During a nuclear, nuclear meltdown, reactor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sir, your three-mile island may turn into a full Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> so Going back
1: to the Simpsons, as we always do. Instead of Homer using his ass to plug up the hole, these guys just left. (laughs)
2: Right. When you're worse than Homer J. Simpson, you've got
1: problems. (laughs) So in a rather lengthy scene, we see a smattering of townsfolk going about their business as this deadly fog creeps by. (laughs) Uh, As the sheriff rides through town, he passes the locals waving and all that crap, and he passes his deputy, Harry, flirting with his girlfriend, who's... Pretty much only there to look at. <laughs> okay. She, like, keeps popping up and doesn't do anything. Gotcha. <laughs> but she looks nice in those Daisy Dukes. Nice. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's her whole character. Yeah. Uh, while this is happening, we see a school bus full of children, the titular The Children, uh, aboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this school bus drives directly through this thick cloud of radioactive yellow fog. No. <laughs> Because the driver doesn't know what the hell. Uh, If you're ever out driving with children and you see a big yellow cloud, turn around. Uh, But yeah, so it drives through, and more on that later. Uh, So the sheriff drives a little further down the road, and when he arrives at Uh the town cemetery, Uh he uh, discovers that the school bus is stopped in the middle of the road. And uh, being the good civil servant that he is... He gets out, and takes a look around, and investigates, and the school bus is abandoned. No children, no driver. Oh. He's having sex with the kids again. Oh, no. I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the sheriff stops by a nearby house, the Gould residence, to see if their son Tommy has come home yet, because, well, if the school bus was right here, and they just, maybe it broke down. Right. Maybe they just said, hey, kids... <laughs> Get home Just, yourself, I don't know. You're <laughs> on your
2: own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he finds out that Tommy hasn't been home. And uh, so now the sheriff and his mother, Joyce Gould, start to take a look around the, the bus and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever for clues. And at this point, the sheriff doesn't really know what to do. So he heads back into the office to sort of get some men together to start a search or develop a plan. Okay. It's shortly after this, after Joyce is left alone, she uh, thinks she sees a child in the cemetery. So she goes over there and starts calling for her son Tommy, and her son Tommy is there, and oh boy, she walks over to him, and yeah, he gives her a big hug, and with his uh, newly radioactive hands <laughs> from this radioactive yellow cloud, yeah. <laughs> he grips his mom and kills her by cooking her for like from the inside out, or something. Oh God! <laughs> and her body falls to the ground, and she lands on the bus driver. Jeez. So the bus driver was within hugging distance of a child. Yeah. So he still could have been a pervert. I, I think you're
2: you're accurate on that <laughs> assessment. <laughs>
1: so uh, the the sheriff stops in town and deputizes a pair of yokels, who uh, he sends out uh, to meet Deputy Harry at the interstate, where the road, where the main road, I guess, where the only mm-hmm. road in the town. Meets the interstate. <laughs> that way, if anyone comes and goes who doesn't belong... Right. You know, gotcha. stuff. And then uh, he also deputizes a third man, Fred, who uh, he takes on as a partner, which is also sort of strange because you have a deputy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so then the sheriff goes door to door asking if any of their children have returned home yet. Uh-huh. And uh, here we meet some of the weirdest parents. <laughs> there's, there's a woman... Who is nude sunbathing in the backyard While oh. her husband is pumping iron poolside Alright <laughs> And the sheriff asks the mother Hey, have you seen your daughter? Is your daughter home yet? Yeah To which she replies Well, gee, sheriff, she's only nine Isn't she a little young for you? <laughs>
3: what the fuck?
1: <laughs> what Yeah, the? and she does that straight face like Why? she's from another planet and just thinks that's what happens <laughs> So What
2: kind of answer is that?
1: I don't know. So he comes right out and says that, you know, look, your daughter's missing and there's some other kids that are missing. And then the wife says, say, you don't think they've been kidnapped? A kidnapper here in Ravensback? How exciting. <laughs> I hope he doesn't kidnap me. quick. <laughs> like, who the fuck are these people and how are they so self-absorbed? What the fuck? <laughs> So the sheriff and his men are, you know, figuring shit out, uh, you know, the best way to locate the kids or figure out what happened to them or whatever, Right. <laughs> some of the kids do find their way home and gleefully embrace their worried parents, oh, God. and just like Joyce, they get cooked from the inside out with the little kids' microwave hands.
2: But <laughs> an odd way, I mean, it's effective, but what an odd way to kill people. Yes, with their Dead. love. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So in fact there are many victims of these children uh, Sudie, Susie, sorry, the deputy's girlfriend uh, Gets it off screen So mm-hmm. they don't damage her beautiful skin <laughs> yeah. um, And so does her father Who stumbles upon her body mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, apparently a record producer Who's on his way to meet Donna Shore Okay I guess But he That's... and his driver get it
2: Alright <laughs>
1: <laughs> Odd segue, But alright Cause the deputy Doesn't want to let him by Because like The road's closed Uh huh And he's like Do you know who you're Messing with I personally know Donna S Do you want me to get her On the phone with you And I'm like Donna Shore Like what is this yeah. And you hear like Some sort of Swinging disco In the background Of the car And I'm like Are you really telling me movie, that this guy Knows a celebrity <laughs> And so the deputy's like Oh well golly I don't know nothing About the city things
2: Like Disco music So I just go right ahead That was a pretty good uh, Bumbling sheriff impersonation
1: <laughs> So shit finally starts Hitting the wall When uh, the sheriff And friends stop by To visit Deputy Harry To see how you know Things are going You need more men Has there been any weirdness Yeah and they discover that he's been microwaved. Oh shit. <laughs> he, he fell for the embrace of children. <laughs> uh, this is the first cooked body to be discovered. Oh, okay. So uh, they then head back to the Gould household to get Joyce, who's a doctor. But Joyce, you know, she's dead in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Yeah. Uh, but there they find the Gould's oldest daughter, and the family Doberman cooked. Oh no. Or overcooked. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> they're crispy. <laughs> so the same goes for the self self-absorbed couple, because the sheriff, they're on the same road. Of course. So they stop yeah. by there and it appears as though the, the husband's like out back lounging. Yeah. And when the sheriff, like, shakes him, he just falls into the pool all, <laughs> all gross looking. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after these attacks, they start to piece together. That the children are somehow behind these mysterious deaths, <laughs> but this really, you know, only happened after hearing the Night of the Living Dead style radio broadcast oh, announcing no. <laughs> this mysterious rash of deaths and children, and <laughs> you, you this, so really it helps illustrate the scale of this. Sure, yeah, that's the whole. That, so that's like smart, scary movie writing.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, but this is kudos a, to this movie it's like for that. Kind of wasted on this movie. <laughs>
1: But this also mentions the radiation leak So okay. now they really are like Oh, the kids were just Wheeling around a giant human-sized microwave And forcing their <laughs> parents in At like stick point or whatever
2: <laughs> They're right. Chern- Chernobyl babies Right, something. yeah <laughs> That's what they could have called this movie Cherno- Well, this is before Chernobyl, never <laughs> yeah, mind <that's>... Fuck
1: <laughs> So the children Is essentially down to living dead Yeah yeah. <laughs> so after defending themselves against several child attacks, like inside they they start to barricade the this house. Mm-hmm. They sorry, they uh go back to Fred's house where his wife is and their youngest boy. Right. Who wasn't on the school because he isn't old enough to go to school. Okay. Where so now like waves siege they're under siege of waves of radio attack t- <laughs> Radioactive children—they
2: just want to hug you. Right?
1: So they like barricade the doors and the windows, and uh, the sheriff starts taking headshots. Oh my god! Because the wife is like, bang, bang. What is that sound? Bang! <laughs> and she goes to investigate. And she looks out the window. Do you hear the bags? And then the children just fall. Oh, and It, it looks goodness. like a scene exactly out of *The Living Dead*,
2: but just like right. miniature, right? <laughs> Like, if Night of Living Dead had their own terror comes Tiny Town. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after de- defending themselves against, you know, all these children. Yeah. Learning that uh, they, they somehow learn because there's a sword in this house and the sheriff's like, Dang, I'm out of bullets. Give me this sword. <laughs> uh, he, he cuts off the hands of one of the kids and they die and also revert back to harmless children. Oh so apparently all that pet up radiation just needed an outlet. <laughs> but then they die and it's like, oh but they're normal now. Yeah. But you killed them. Aw. There's no winning. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> So I
1: guess this is, illustrates that their, you know, power is in their hands, right? The I, power is yours. I guess. <laughs> Weird. Both of our movies are pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so now they know what's happening and how to stop them children <laughs> by
2: murder. Yeah, that's they the only way.
1: <laughs> they set out to hunt the uh, radiated children of Raven's back. Uh, and uh, here's a fun fact. When, when the monster children die, the sound they used to illustrate this was the sound of cats in heat. What? <laughs> I, I, they did something where like they slowed it down or whatever. But yeah, it's cats and heat. What the
3: hell?
1: <laughs> That's cats. That's cats. <laughs> and when the last child is dead, yeah. <laughs> and all is thought safe, the sheriff sits in his squad car to radio out to the world the survivors. I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. To communicate. We don't ever learn what, because no one answers. <laughs> oh! Uh, but while he's doing this, uh, you know, this may have been proven fruitful if only there wasn't a child hiding in the back seat. Oh no! So they jump out, and he gets fried. I guess he forgot that the sheriff, you know, like arrested some kid for jaywalking or chewing oh. bubblegum in class or something. Yeah. He was just in there and got him. Just in there
2: the whole time. <laughs>
1: So he's dead. And, okay. Uh, Fred hears the sheriff screams and uh, you know, as he's being microwave. So he yeah. comes out and axes the kid. Oh. Axes the shit out of that <laughs> little kid. <laughs> and the film ends with Fred returning home to look after his wife who I didn't pick up on this whole time, is pregnant. Oh, okay. And whose water just broke. Gee, I wonder what we're setting up for here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fred gets some towels and hot water, and in the night, you know, he helps his wife give birth to a healthy little baby girl. Okay. Or is it? Or, Because yeah. later he walks in on her breastfeeding, and the baby has, like, black fingernails. Like, it's weird. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Surprise. It's the ending you thought. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the children, right. and it's not great. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. Okay, it's kind of there <laughs> beyond the obvious fear of nuclear contamination or meltdown that the film is not so subtly, <laughs> right. subtly hitting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there isn't any kind of explanation why the children have become mutated killers. Unless it's a metaphor mm. for our children inheriting the atomic heirs of the Cold War generation. Ah, there you go. Because <laughs> I could kind of see that. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. But that's only like 15 minutes of the movie. Oh.
3: <laughs> Unless
1: it's just more straightforward than that, where our children are going to grow up, and that'll be our downfall. And the greatest threat is the greatest threat in life isn't mutually assured destruction. It's just our own spawn. We got to kill them, kill them quick. <laughs> Have you seen these kids? They're all dumb. We're ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to look after me when I'm retired? Uh, There's an interesting variety of characters in this small town, but none of them have anything important to do. Okay. So, like, once, you know, those characteristics and that backstory is, like, introduced, there's nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, It's like... They're just hug fodder. (laughs) Yeah, essentially. It's like, hey, all you people, stop being interesting. And just kind of stand around, <laughs> right? Because none of their traits can later factor into sure, their yeah. children or how they survive or how they die. They're just there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> one thing I do enjoy that this movie was being filmed at the same time as Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened to be scored by the same composer, Harry Ooh, Manfredini.
2: That's interesting.
1: So the score for the children is uh, bears a striking similarity to some of this. Pieces from
2: Friday the 13th. Oh, see, I saw the trailer for this, and I thought they just ripped off the Friday the 13th yeah. music for the trailer. But, oh, it's the same guy. Oh, my God.
1: I think he wrote a bunch, and there was like, this: the children doesn't seem to be panned out so well. I'm not going to give them my best stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So it was like the Friday the 13th B-takes or something. Wow, that's really interesting. I honestly thought they just ripped it off like they do for trailers sometimes, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the acting is okay. The melted people look gross. Uh. Um. Not you know great. Okay. Or real, but I mean they're gross. Trauma, great. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you got a grade and a curve with trauma <laughs> <Yeah>. films. <laughs> so I guess there really isn't much to say. Okay. <laughs> it's it's weird. It, it there isn't as much kid killing as
2: yours. Oh, well, Who could possibly so, have yeah, more? So yeah, I mean, if
1: you're <laughs> if you're really in it for the kid killing, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> But check it out if you want.
2: I gave it a star and a half. Okay, all right. Yeah. So on to comments. Yeah. Get all this kid killing out of the way and move on to some comments.
1: Remember, you can leave all of your diverse, unique, quite frankly, little disturbing comments there at slaughterfilm dot com, and yeah. uh, you can email us at slaughterfilm at hotmail dot com. Yeah. And uh, most recently, we made our. Answer machine available to you. <laughs> so leave your creepy messages on our creepy answer machine, and yeah. uh, we'll play them in a later episode. I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why are you still talking like a bumbling? I don't <meat>? know.
1: <laughs> but if but if you're planning to leave one of those messages, you might want to dial one eight one four six three six one
2: three seven eight. Okay. Because this is a goofy movie, apparently. <laughs> And then George is going to tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: All right. So Blake says, uh, I spent all of Corey's review waiting for the Austin Powers reference. Of course, that was for uh, Bloodsack. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: the, uh, Austin Powers reference, it never came. Uh, one of the uh, the main characters' name was Alana. So that would have been Alana Vagina. Oh, yeah. But there were just too many jokes to be made. Like, there really were. It was too easy to make fun of that movie. Yeah. So I, I didn't go with the obvious. Uh, he says also I have a friend on Facebook from a B movie message board who ha- who was married by uh, Diane Thord in oh. Las Vegas. So she went from exploitation movies with her titties out to marrying people in Vegas.
2: Wow. Interesting trajectory.
1: All right. I hope for the wedding her breasts were also out. <laughs> I mean, because anyone can say a few words and make you kiss. But of course. But what are yeah. you paying for? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris also comments. He says, hey, guys, sorry for the lack of comments the fat past few weeks. Sorry. Right. You know how it is when life, you know, uh, takes over. Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah, right. I used to have two working feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I gained it back and then I lost it again it was weird it was like the fates were like like I slipped through the cracks they're like wait a minute I thought I broke your foot then a fucking (laughs) lightning bolt hit me didn't break it good enough the first time (laughs) he says uh for whatever reason during Forrest's review of Horror House on Highway 5 I lost every time he brought up the pothead character without fail uh which led me to wonder am I being this character by repeatedly laughing at this (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he also says, if you have nothing else to watch uh, in by by snow, like the cold movie stuff, oh, yeah. I suggest the Stephen King miniseries, Storm of the Century, also oh, yeah. about a town buried by 100 pounds of snow, <laughs> with a twist. <laughs> oh, okay. And then he says, he's clever, he says, stay cool, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a
2: problem this week. Yeah, no, we're going to okay. have like... Antarctic temperatures here yeah, <laughs> Pretty <yeah>. soon so <laughs> And we also
1: have a qu- comment From Dr. Bork which I didn't get and I thought I missed something or oh, maybe God. it's a typo Okay He says did you get some Isla milk which I thought might have been a typo For Ilsa Yeah. Ilsa milk for your cereal as you Watch Blood Sabbath
2: Yes I don't, I don't know what that means Yes I did <laughs> <laughs> Come on Dr. Bork you can do better than that <laughs> Stop commenting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> or at least do it more often. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> That's it for comments. All right. Well, as per usual, you can always tune to our website, sotterfilm.com, because we have news reviews laid to horror and science fiction and fantasy and action, and I'm going to talk in a bumbling voice, too. <laughs> Apparently, it's just the thing to do. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so you, can, you can hear about all of those... Uh, Genre-related films at, at slaughterfilm.com
1: <laughs> Yeah, and we got stuff coming up. Oh, one thing we didn't mention. Oh yes. Uh, Friday.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, thank February
1: fifteenth, one day after Valentine's. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about spoiling your your plans, no. your super sexy plans with candy and flowers. Yes, and then we're going to
2: be at the Erie Movie House, showing the most romantic movie ever made. <laughs> Necromantic. <laughs> Which is not for everyone. No, it's not for most people. Probably. But
1: I'm sort of excited to see what sick couples show up. Yes. Because those are our people. <laughs> exactly.
2: No, I'm, I'm very perversely excited about this. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, also, surrounding the holiday, there will be uh, a two-part My Bloody Valentine write-up. Oh, From, cool. from the intern. Okay, Brandon, awesome. So that should also... <laughs> Be available hopefully after the time we've already had her.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, hell.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go ice pack by foot. I'll see okay. you next
0: <laughs> This edition of Slaughter Film was produced by Corey Carr. Music by Vanguard and introduced by me, Ricky.